Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. This is a watershed moment in the history of food. We've got that story. Plus, does palsy ring a bell? But first, Chinese lockdown protests intensify in a rare display of defiance. Again, James, I was just saying we have to laugh to not cry. Chinese lockdown protests intensify in rare display of defiance. There are tons of crazy videos, and James, it's only seemingly getting crazier. Protests in China over President Xi Jinping's zero-tolerance COVID-19 measures have intensified, expanding from Beijing in the far western Xinjiang region to several other major cities, including, of course, everyone's favorite Wuhan, but Shanghai and the eastern city of Nanjing. The weekend protests followed Friday demonstrations that were in the capital of Xinjiang after a deadly fire killed residents who were locked inside following lockdowns which have been going down for more than 100 days. Officials have reported 10 deaths in the fire. However, citizens are reported probably up to 40. The protests are a rare display from a typically compliant citizenry who know that crackdowns on dissent have only intensified in the past decade. As the Wall Street Journal notes, quote, having protests over the same issue break out in multiple Chinese cities is almost unheard of outside of nationalist outpourings such as anti-Japanese protests. Since the Tiananmen Square protests in 1989, the ruling party has allowed some local demonstrations, but it made a priority to prevent nationwide protests. On Saturday, video circulated on social media showing crowds gathering on a street in central Shanghai calling for a lifting of lockdowns. Again, there are a ton of videos in this link that goes back to Zero Hedge. The latest I have, James, from just about an hour, maybe two ago, from the New York Post. China's mass protests are overwhelming its censorship systems. So questions for Corbett, informal edition. Is, is Maybe this comes up every week. Is this what's going to kick off World War III, Civil War II in America? Because it seems, it seems like they want it. And as, of course, we know here in the New World Next Week kingdom, that's, they know how to put that down. That's the one thing the state knows how to do is putting down the violence that they've usually ginned up in some way. Some folks call it democide. James? Yeah, you're right about that. Um, it, honestly, they are often trying to gin up violence in order to get the reaction. But I think, okay, first of all, as always, the caveat is that we are uh, recording this about one day um, before people will see it. So whatever has happened in the last 24 hours, we don't know it yet. But it looks at this point like the protests are being contained. Um, most China watchers that I, I listen to, um, Bill Bishop at Sinicism and, uh, the, uh, China Watch podcast and other things generally seem to indicate this is probably not going to be the revolution that overthrows the CCP, but that these protests may not actually succeed in overthrowing the Chinese Communist Party is perhaps unsurprising. That they happened at all is flabbergasting, because exactly as you note from that article, yeah, you will occasionally get a protest here and there that will last uh, for an hour or two and then be contained. This was all over China, and uh, the, not just these videos in this particular article we're linking up, if people have been watching it, videos coming up from literally all over China, and outside of the main cities as well, in rural areas, all over the place, there were these massive protests um, all just incredible. And that they were happening in the heart of 
COVID-1984 police state Orwellian lockdown grid mainland China is truly amazing. And some of the, the rhetoric and slogans they were chanting about uh, down with Xi Jinping, uh, that that does not happen in China. Uh, so that that it is happening, that it has happened at all is truly amazing. Um, now, I, I always hate it when people try to take some sort of, um, you know, take take what's happening in an area and make it about, you know, America and the New World Order and all of this. But since we are not in China and are not actually in these protests, uh, let's look at the bigger sort of global picture of this. I think it's interesting how this story gives the lie to both sides of the argument that the BRICS are the saviors and Russia and China will lead us into the brave New World Order that will that will love us. Yeah, right. And it also gives the lie to China is the unique enemy boogeyman that is tricking and duping and buying and bribing off officials in the U.S. and elsewhere in order to uh, spread their Chinese communist revolution around the world. And they locked down China as kind of like a, a fake back in the beginning to make everyone else do it. And then they were like, ha ha, now we can conquer the world. No, no, they're continuing with their zero COVID nonsense because they actually believe in it. They really want this. It isn't some sort of 12D judo matrix backflip move. No, it's exactly what it looks like. They want to control their citizens down to locking them in their apartment buildings so they will literally burn to death women, children, and all because you can't get out because we've locked down your apartment building. This is China 2022, and that is the reason why China is the engine of the New World Order, according to Soros. Or why Justin Trudeau admires China's basic dictatorship. It's why China is old friends with the likes of uh, NWO Merkel. Um, it's why, as, as corporate report viewers will know, China is a construction of the New World Order players, Rockefeller and Kissinger and Brzezinski and all of those. And it's why... Uh, why are they so interested in China? It's because China is a technocracy. That's what it is. It is the model, exactly as our old friend Klaus Schwab just came out to say a week ago. Yes, China is a role model for nations around the world. Yes, it is. It's the technocratic shining beacon on the hill for the technocratic globalists. And this isn't rocket science. Why are they doing this? Um, uh, as the uh, the flying robotic drones of the Chinese COVID uh, police state uh, were say, saying so poetically earlier this year, it's uh, they want to control your soul's desire for freedom, right? This is what it's about. And so absolutely hats off, power to the elbow of every single Chinese person out there, the Chinese people who are resisting this absolute insanity at the risk of imprisonment and death, because you do not protest in mainland China, especially against the government, uh, uh, and expect that it's going to end happily for you. So these people know what is on the line and are continuing to come out in massive numbers, or at least have come out in massive numbers. Um, so that's what give me liberty or give me death looks like. And it's just kind of ironic that here in 2022, it looks like the Chinese are having to teach the Americans and the rest of the world what give me liberty or give me death looks like rather than the other way around. But here we are in the uh, topsy-turvy world of 2022. Huh? And j just in closing on this segment, James, Tiananmen Square was a giant event. It's one of the, you know, about the same age. It's one of the most important events of the last 
33 years. Is it safe or possible to say this is already bigger than Tiananmen? In, in terms of the fact that Tiananmen really was geographically in Beijing, this literally is all over China. And as I say, if people look at some of the other articles and videos about this, it literally all over the place, not just the big cities, small towns, all over the place. So it really is massively bigger um, already in terms of just the, the geographical spread of this. Hmm. That's how we get going here on New World Next Week, episode 503. Hey, here's a really good idea. Let's grow less food as we head off to the Netherlands to close up 3,000 farms to comply with EU rules. We take this from The Telegraph. The Dutch government plans to buy and close down up to 3,000 farms near environmentally sensitive areas to comply with EU nature preservation rules. The Netherlands is attempting to cut down its nitrogen pollution and will push ahead with compulsory purchases. They're going to force people to do it if not enough people offer the you know to give it all up voluntarily farmers will be offered a deal well over the worth of their farm according to the government plan targeting the closure of eh, just 2000 to 3000 farms or other major polluting businesses earlier leaked versions of the plan put the figure at 120% of the farm's value but that figure has not yet been confirmed by ministers there is no better offer coming that's what Christiane Vanderwall, nitrogen minister, told the MPs on Friday. She said compulsory purchases would be made with pain in the heart, like all those folks in that uh, Spanish marathon. The Netherlands needs to reduce its emissions to comply with EU conservation rules and agriculture is responsible rather for almost half the nitrogen emitted in the proud farming nation. The Telegraph, I think... This is maybe all part of it, James. They have to include, oh, this is a proud farming nation because so much of this, I think, is about embarrassment and about being sort of struck down in a lot of ways. So just so we know what types of psychopaths we are dealing with, Nullifer Gundogan, live on television with facial paralysis. Yes, another politician who has pushed the carrots on everybody the last nearly three years shows up on TV. Vax-pushing Dutch politician says her Bell's palsy is actually stress-related herpes. You can't make this up, James. No, and it is a horrific reality, really. Uh, but the reason I laughed is because uh, does palsy ring a bell was a funny way of putting it. So um, thank you for the joke. But yeah, absolutely. Just absolute insanity. And here it is. Here's my key takeaway from this article. 2,000 to 3,000 farms or other major polluting businesses. So now farms are literally being classed as major polluting businesses. That's what a farm is, right, guys? It's not the app, app, connection of humanity to the earth from which we get the sustenance that we need to continue functioning as human beings. No, no, it's a major polluting business that needs to be strictly regulated and shut down at the behest of the government. And, of course, as people who were following it earlier this year, as I was writing about, we're all Dutch farmers now, we're all Sri Lankan farmers now. This is coming to whatever neck of the woods you happen to be in. Trudeau and everyone else is on board with this and looking at putting in these same restrictions and using the same um, canards about nitrogen and what have you as the excuse to um, go in and start shutting farms down uh, under the guise that these are major polluting businesses. So, 
Um, that, that I think underscores what this is really about, which is essentially the, the anti-human agenda. And isn't it interesting? We always point out how this always, they always create the crisis that they've been warning, talking about or warning about or falsely warning about in order to say, Hey, look, see, we told you. So for example, they can do weather manipulation, uh, in order to say, Hey, look, this climate crisis really is real. Or they can do things like, um, uh, uh, creating a food crisis and then saying, look, there are too many people on the planet. We can't feed them all because, uh, look, there's not enough food. I wonder why. Oh, because you're shutting down all the farms, right? Um, again, uh, so it ties in actually to what we were talking about the other week. It's not the overpopulation crisis. It's the underpopulation bomb, but they're going to make it look like, oh, there's just too many people. We couldn't possibly feed the world because we're continuing to shut down farms and businesses. So, uh, let me play the the dumb ignoramus and ta- tee up the easy softball rhetorical question for you to set up uh, story number three. Well, if we're not going to rely on, you know, actual organic real stuff growing from the ground in order to feed humanity, how can we possibly feed people? What ever could be the solution to our reaction of the problem thing calls? A moment before we get there, James, I stole that palsy joke from my chat this morning because the internet is funnier than billion dollar entertainment industries and and smarter and faster too but uh they've been spraying the heck out of us i'm sorry that's what crazy people say they have really been geoengineering and geoforming the skies above us here up in northern New Mexico. Man, we got a place in the country. I can look out the windows of my studio. Two deer hopped by just an hour ago. But every day for nearly the last week, it's been the giant grid laid out. It seems like it's all really related. James, steal the real and sell back the fake. Our third and final story on this New World Next Week 503. FDA declares lab-grown chicken safe to eat. But of course, scientists and food safety advocates have questions. The air at ground zero is, is safe to breathe as well. You should also get some mercury in your teeth. I hear that's good for you too. Describing the developments as a food revolution, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, this has been about two weeks ago now, declared lab-grown chicken meat developed by berserkly California-based food tech firm Upside Foods is safe for human consumption. Upside Foods will use animal cell culture technology to take living cells from chickens and grow the cells in a controlled environment to make the cultured animal cell food, the FDA said. The news, as I have had pretty much seen nothing but widely reported as FDA already approved this. It's a, it's a done deal. And again, that's part of the psychological operation of media. That's already done. Widely reported as FDA approval signifies the completion of the first and biggest of three regulatory steps Upside has to complete before its cultivated chicken attains full approval and can be sold to the public. Two more steps must follow before the FDA can grant full product approval, which, of course, you know, approval is always the step you have to go through, James, before they inevitably recall it later. The agency's language suggests the approval is a foregone conclusion. Upside Foods on its website all but confirmed the FDA approval is on its way. Quote, this landmark regulatory decision means the FDA accepts our safety conclusion and Upside's cultivated chicken will be available following USDA inspection and label approval. So just as soon as Mr. Monsanto, Tom Vilsack's USDA gets their kickback, they will stamp this and it'll all be good. 
FDA approves lab-grown meat for the first time. That's from CBS News. A great video from our friends at Please Stop the Ride. FDA has no questions about lab-grown meat. That's They basically put out that statement. And finally, I think this is really telling, James, a quote from the CEO. This is a watershed moment in the history of food. Not the not the future of food, James? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. The future of our nightmare dystopia. Um, yeah, this is a big article, so people should go and read the whole thing through. There's a lot of information in here where they tr- they quote various people with regards to why why this might be a bad thing. So, for example, one person was telling the defender here, uh, cell cultures require the use of antibiotics to assure that the culture is not overtaken by pathogens. It is difficult to be sure that the cells that the company would take from poultry or meat animals are not infected with prions, viruses, or bacteria. Finally, the waste produced by the culturing process needs to be disposed of. The chemicals from the waste will likely be dumped into local sewer systems. So all of this nonsense about it's about saving the earth and being good to the earth is... Surprise, surprise, not true. Uh, also, they, they note here, the FDA's scientific memo accompanying its recent announcement, hey, no questions, this is good, safe for human consumption, contained a three-page list of potential identity, quality, and safety issues, uh, including cells from different line or species inadvertently used, carryover of adventitious agents such as bacteria, fungi, viruses, parasites, and prions during isolation, introduction of contaminants in laboratory reagents, introduction of contaminants from animal-derived reagents, unintended effects of immortal Immortalization. <laughs> Immortalization. Uh, contamination and facility environment contamination with adventi- adventitious ag- agents through inadequate sterilization of bioreactors. Presence of elemental co- contaminants. Uh, toxic heavy metals after harvest. Presence of resi- residual unintended material from genetic engineering. Yeah, you think there's some problems maybe here? Yeah, look beyond the, hey, safe for human consumption label and find what the FDA is actually saying about it as they're saying that. But, of course, we wouldn't expect that sort of thing to make the headlines of CBS News or any other controlled outlet like that. You have to turn to the independent media. So hats off to the Defender for covering this. And let me just pick up on one of the threads here because there are many. But, yeah, upside, who are these people? Where do they come from? How do they get their money? Well, even on their About page... Uh, they brag, uh, the company was founded in 2015, first cultivated meat company in the world. Ooh. And then 2016, we cultivate the world's first beef meatball. Oh, cool. 2017, we cultivate the world's first chicken and duck. Oh, and by the way, Series A funding round, including Threshold, Bill Gates, Cargill, and Richard Branson. So yeah, of course, Gates and all of his gaggle of globalist buddies have their snoot in this. Of course they would. And let's tie that into another recent uh, Defender article from a couple, or just last week, that people might have not have seen. 50 groups target Bill Gates on farming and technology. You are part of creating the very problem you name. 50 organizations dedicated to food sovereignty and food justice issues signed an open letter calling out Bill Gates over his latest claim that technology is the solution to world hunger and food sovereignty and asking the media to do a better job of covering the issue. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to hold my breath and wait for CBS or any other mainstream controlled outlet to start covering this issue um, with any veracity and truth. But anyway, the truth is there for people who are willing to look at it. Yes, the technology that they want to literally sell you as the solution to the problem they are creating 
is not a solution at all. In fact, it's going to worsen the problem. But hey, ka-ching, ka-ching for Big Pharma that once you start to get sick from the genetically engineered, lab-grown, cultivated garbage they're trying to feed you, they'll come along to give you some more poisons that will slowly kill you. It's just a perfect perfect system of utter control and keeping you on their grid. So what's the answer? Oh, how about absolutely the exact opposite of everything they are saying? Not eating the lab-grown garbage, not taking the big pharma garbage, but trying to, oh, I don't know, grow your own food while your governments allow you to do so, right? Anyway, I think that it's quite obvious, I, I think, at this point, where the line is drawn and who's going to cross over it um, and who isn't. And that's, I mean, if you haven't decided yet what side of the line you're on, I think you know, it's a bit late. It is kind of simple. They want us to be like their GMOs. We can only survive with their glyphosate and Roundup and regular applications. Get your new booster. It's exactly the same, except plants can't carry around a harp array in their back pocket. What, no uh, Sam Bankman fraud in, in, involved in the funding of this? You remind me, vaccine fan farmer Billy Gates... Microsoft have a whole hire the autistic, like, employment initiative and division. Uh, would you like to supersize your McCrisper chicken sandwich? So the difference we had to point out on my morning show when we talked about this is this is the lab-grown Petri dish stuff. The impossible and the beyond and all that stuff, that's the plant-based stuff. So in unrelated news, Beyond Meat's Pennsylvania plant riddled with deadly mold and bacteria. All right. <laughs> that is New World Next Week, episode 503. I always forget and later kick myself to say right here, I play the audio of this New World Next Week episode after my Thursday morning show before it is published anywhere. It is the exclusive debut playing of the newest New World Next Week episode. So in other media monarchy horn tooting, we have our own interview with Whitney Webb. Actually, Casbot did it here in the kingdom. We called it Blackmail Friday. I think it's a good interview. It gets into areas that maybe not a lot of the other interviews kind of get into some of the same areas. Also, pretty good news as well. It is up at newworldnextweek.com. Not one, not two, but three disc DVD set. False flags, the secret history of Al-Qaeda. James, the website does still say pre-order, but they just got here. They were on the porch just a couple of hours ago. So very as soon as we can, we will start shipping out false flags. Triple DVD set. It's only going to be 30 bucks. James, have you lost it? Are you insane? Yay, nane? You're slashing prices. I would just like people to actually get copies of this, so please do. Um, that's what it's for. And let me put the plug in for Cassie's interview with uh, Whitney Webb. Yeah, it goes deep on um, Promise and the Castellero connection and that sort of thing. So it's definitely worth listening if uh, if people haven't heard it yet. That's the thing. We, you know, we've, we've done a lot of work here in the Media Monarchy Kingdom on Danny Castellero because he died in West Virginia. And that makes kind of a strange, like, real connection to us. So remember last year we did our new time radio play about Danny Casolaro and the octopus. And that is up on NewWorldNextWeek.com as well. James, there it is, 503. Awesome. Let's do it again next week. Thanks uh, thanks again for the stories. And uh, everyone, tune into Media Monarchy for the exclusive audio preview of New World Next Week after every Thursday morning Monarchy podcast. Thanks again, James. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Take care.